Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of the Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Damn, 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 Chris, yesterday we were so close. They went into the middle of the night. I was feeling so good. I slept like a baby thinking that today I was going to be delivered. It was going to be Christmas Eve and I was going to get the present I wanted. And now I don't have it. So we'll talk about that and much more, but I'm mad. I wasn't nearly as optimistic as you. And Even yesterday when they went 16, like, like there was a chance. No, it I, looked better, but I didn't. Right? I, I, I wasn't feeling like it was a done deal. You seem to think it was pretty much a done yeah, deal. Yeah, and that they yeah. didn't stop it because you remember the original deadline was yesterday. Right, so right. So I thought, like, they would have stopped it if they really didn't believe they could get a deal. They so just seemed far apart. They just seemed far apart. Yeah, but they and, made uh, some concessions to each other, yeah. so it was surprising. Not but enough. Anyway. So, But we'll get into that. We got Ephraim Salam joining us at the bottom of the hour. Of wow. course, the Odd Couple crew, DJ Alex Teicher, a.k.a. Alex the Vegan, on the ones and the twos. We got super producer Rob G in full effect. And on the updates, our man Steve DeSager, who I'm sure Rob feels a lot like you. Damn, damn, damn. damn. So uh, let's let's get right into it. Yes. Let's get right into it, Rob. Um, I don't know. I mean, are you blaming somebody on for this? No baseball. And what they've said so far is right, the owner said they're gonna they're not gonna play the first two series. Right, which is the the first week. You know, that's usually a three game series. Which is odd because that means teams will have different, like one team might miss five games, one might miss seven. It's just, you know what I mean? That's odd that their teams yeah, but, may but end you, up playing odd number of games. We've had that before. We've had that before where right, it's right. by percentage because of right. uh, games missed, Chris. So that's the only way you can do it because of series. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like so, because because baseball is played in three or four game series right. or two games, you have to go by series, not by uh, number of games because then you might send somebody to Pittsburgh for one game because originally they had a four-game right. series. So that's why they do it that way. But anyway, you know, I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. And and and, and you know this. We both are are players' guys. I respect the, the – I mean, I am. I'm I'm starting to wonder. No, nah, but I'm going to say this. <laughs> I have mad respect for the, for the baseball union, Chris. It's the best union in the United States. Forget about – is it Pro still? Sports. Yes. It has been. No, it, well, it, it became it, that, what, in the 60s and 70s? I'm just talking about Is all the still, stuff that no. they get. Yes. And, and, and when you look at what the players have and guaranteed contracts and lifetime health care and all kinds of other perks and stuff that other leagues, they never had a salary cap where the other sports have had salary caps for 30 years, Chris. They've never had that because the players have fought against it. They've won a lot of battles, and they fought for a lot of things. Uh, and there's a lot of money out there. Baseball, contrary to popular belief, has never been healthier financially. I'm talking about money-wise. It's a $10.5 billion business, and you got to figure out a way to split it 
between the two sides. And I know Rob Manfred, the, the commissioner, Chris, is getting killed today, and he's the worst. This and isn't I get Rob it. Manfred, though. Thank you. These this are is what, the owners is, and the players. He yeah. works for them, Chris. Right. He works for the owners, and people have to understand that. He has marching orders. Right. This is what we want. This is what we're not giving into. Like, this is and, – and as a commissioner, it's a, it's a slippery slope because you don't oversee the entire game on both sides. Right. That's why there's a union chief, right? Tony Clark. He's not a great – I don't think he's a great commissioner, but this isn't on him No, as no. much as people are trying to blame him. To, yeah. to, to totally blame him. Right. But but I just wonder as as you know times have changed and where people are Chris um mentally financially just where we are in the world I think it's harder and harder for people uh to look at guys making millions of dollars playing ball and feel sympathy or feel not that they don't have a case on certain things. So I'm not saying they don't have a case and they shouldn't have the right to negotiate a new CBA and work for it, but I'm talking about the average Joe finds it harder and harder to buy into this notion like poor players and they're getting raked over the coals. Make and 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 every year we see four or five guys get three hundred million dollar contracts. So I think there's a there's a there's a there's a fine line, Chris, inside the details that the players have a right, but the bigger picture that most people see does not shed positive light on the players. And it becomes a thing of how much is enough? What else do you but, want? And I think that's what it is. It's not the entire reality because we I know. I don't think that's the reality at all. You know, I mean, we first know of that. all, I get it. We're in a pandemic or hopefully we seem to be maybe coming out of it. And that has heightened people's sensibilities to that. But people always feel this way. When, when we're not in a pandemic, when times are booming and there's a strike or a lockout or players want more, fans always feel this way. Because the bottom line is they look at you as a guy making millions of dollars playing a kid's game. Playing a game that we most of us or many of us played as kids. Right. And we so would we, gladly play for, you know, if we could play it for a living for free, we do it if we could, you know, pay our bills. Right, but now right. you're making millions of dollars. But my point, my point is this, Rob. I think the fans, even though that's how they tend to look at it, regardless of the sport, they tend to blame the players. You know why? Because the players' contracts are publicized in the newspapers, on the websites, talked about on the TV and radio shows. Not what the owners make. So you're right. Yeah, we look at it like, man, you're millionaires. You got it made. What more do you want? Guess who they're fighting against? Billionaires. What more do the billionaires want? I mean, the billionaires don't even make their money, by and large, off of the sports. The billionaires have made their money elsewhere. The team is a hobby for them. For many, and they're is. still For many, and they're still fighting Against the players. So the players are the ones that don't have the money, you know, relatively speaking, in this battle between millionaires and billionaires. So I think, I think for those fans who are looking at the players and blaming the players, I think that's off. I think that's short sighted because 
the the owners have way more money than the players, and they're playing hardball just as much, if not more, than the players are. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear that point, and that, that's why I said there's a difference between reality and and the, and the, uh, what what uh, what people see as reality and the bottom line or or inside the details of a contract. So I, I I agree with that. But that's not how most people look at it, only from the standpoint of, Chris, I, I think we you brought up a good point. We've all played baseball. We all could relate to that. But we can't all relate to being an owner of something and managing. Mil- now, now, I've been a business owner, okay, for a long time. Well, it's I a run, different viewpoint I've run, when you're an I've owner. Run, right. Yeah, I've right? run businesses, and I know, you know, the sacrifice that I had to give yep. Chris, and I had to take money from my family and, and my thing to pay bills, to, right. to, to get things started. It ain't always automatic. So I do understand that you make a, a, an investment to try to get something started. And I don't think that it's uh, that, that, that owners should just say, oh, okay, no matter what, uh, yeah, here you go. Whatever you want, we'll just give you whatever you want. No, because but here's that's, the thing. But that, you, that's, you not, said, that's not how business works. You said taking your money to get something started. Wh- which one of these owners did that? The teams are appreciating in value. Yeah, but the but last they four made, years, but, I know they had the pandemic and all that, but they didn't play the players. But for what sixty games? Yeah, and but they so, lost a lot of money. That no, year. they lost, but but they yeah. they a lot of times. And here's the dirty little secret: across the sports, at least I know the NBA better, but I'm I'm sure it happens at least sometimes in other sports. There are times when an owner loses money during a season, right? But you you make you make your money as an owner generally on the appreciation of your franchise. And when you sell it, you sell it for a huge gain over what you bought it for. So that's why, look, the game has still been making money. The salaries have gone down over the last few years, relatively speaking. So what are the owners, you know, why are they being so tight? fisted with the players like I, I do think that and 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 look both of them for the average citizen it's millionaires versus billionaires so you you know you're like look they're all making much more than right me. right right that's why but, people and can't... I get I do agree with you Rod that most people do blame players but I I don't think that's right no I, I think I, we blame the players because that's who we know that's who we follow. That's and who we, we do see, know. We do know right? more about them. We don't yeah. know. We don't know that the Yankees get four hundred million dollars, Chris, from the Yes Network every year. Right. So imagine the Yankees payroll is two hundred million. Okay, they get two hundred. They get four hundred million for TV, local TV rights. There's radio rights. There's signage in the stadium. Right. There's uh. There's tickets. Hot dogs, parking, the money adds up. Oh, They've yeah. already made $200 million before they even sold a ticket. So there is money there, and the owners are making a lot. But I do believe that there's a point, even with when you own a business compared to someone working for you, that you just don't turn over the keys and say, oh, yeah, no, I, I made enough, you take whatever no, you want. You I don't mean, do that. Right. Yeah. You don't do that. And and look, there are players. I mean, Michael Jordan was, we remember, Rob, the 98-99 lockout. And Jordan was right at the center of it. It was right before he retired the second time. 
And then he becomes an owner eventually. And so he's seen it at both he's sides. Seen that both right? sides. Absolutely. And it is different. I get it. It's different when you're an owner. Um, but I just think that the owners aren't, you know, their hands aren't clean. No, I didn't say that. I, 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 and I, I think even that. dirtier than the players are. But but I but I think when you look at baseball players, Chris, compared to their other contemporaries. Well, basketball players are doing fine too. Right. You but I'm talking about still about I'm talking about but but still football always, is the one that gets housed. Like like when you look at what they football players, Chris, would die to have the deal that baseball players have now. Would right. die to have that deal. Forget about right. the new deal and what they want. They would die to have what they have. And I'm not saying baseball players should just be satisfied. They have some really good points on things that they want to accomplish. But but deep down, you can't damage the sport to a point where, uh, on both sides, that you're going to have some collateral damage. So you're talking about salaries going down. If we miss a month or two or whatever or the season – it can change the well, landscape. That's going to be an argument now because right. the players want to get paid for these games they're going to miss. You know, I mean, that, you know, that's going to be an argument because the players right. are going to say the owners going to say we're not no, making up any games. Exactly, and and that, it is what it is. And here's the other part: the 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 uh, yeah, that that's going to be another sticking point as we move forward. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to go to the NBA. No more baseball talk this hour. Uh, we will try to, you know, get our mind on more pleasant things. Um, and there's nothing really more pleasant right now, Rob, than John ja Morant in the NBA. My, did you see some of what he did last night? Um, it was just a bevy of highlights. I mean, first of all, the dunk over seven-foot Jakob Portal. Here, here's some of the play-by-play of his highlights. Grabbed by Adams Baseball to Morant. Morant! Oh! oh good oh. night! And it all right there! Jakob Portal has been posterized by John Morant. I thought I'd seen it all, and now I've seen more. A seven-footer just got ended at the rim. And then, Rob, did you see his play at the, was it the end of the first half? Yes, to, to close out the half. Oh, yes, my gosh. Steven Adams throws a full court pass from out of bounds. Jock catches it 94 feet away in midair, turns in all in one motion without hitting the ground, and sinks, I don't know what it was, a 16, 17-footer yeah, I mean, from behind. It, it, was, the, pretty, the it was pretty impressive. It, it really was. And it took uh, – you have to have such athletic ability, Chris, to make right. that happen. Absolutely. About, I mean, there's skill in making shots, but my God, like, that was one. And it, it reminded me, like, all the highlights he had last night was like watching that uh, Westbrook um, 
highlights of all those misses this year. Like you may, <laughs> remember, remember we watched the turnovers, that, right. yeah, and, and all that. But right. John Morant, uh, he made his own, uh, Chris, and and it was pretty amazing. And and he's been a he's been a great young player for them. Last year, you remember, um, in the playoffs, he was good, right? Beat Steph in them, got his yep. team to the playoffs. Yep. Uh, so he's had a nice start to a career, and it's funny because we talked about it earlier this year. When he was out, the Grizzlies kept winning, even without him. You remember he was a little salty uh, because when he came back, I think they lost Chris two in a row, and they he were lost like two in a row. Yeah, and they were like, "Well, we had one ten in a row before you got back. What? Like, what's going on?" And uh, but they love him down there, and he's a great young player. Exciting. I think Rob. And we're gonna to get to his MV, you know, him in the MVP race. I think uh he is the most exciting, and this is not prisoner of the moment. Rob G can attest, I've said this to him a few weeks ago. I think he's the most exciting player to enter the league since Vince Carter and Kobe Bryant. And if and Kobe obviously entered in 96, I believe Vince entered in 98. So I guess I would say the most exciting player to enter the league since Vince Carter, since Kobe was before him. Iverson, for all those that want to say AI, was before him. Uh, what about he Derek with Kobe. Yeah, I, I think Jai's more int- I think he's more exciting. Really? And that's okay. not to say Derek wasn't exciting. Derek was phenomenal. Derek won an MVP and put right, on an right. unbelievable And I'm year. not saying I just... best. I mean, clearly okay. LeBron James is the best player to enter the league since Kobe Bryant and Vince Carter. But I'm just saying most exciting. Now, you, I mean, I'm, there are arguments for other players. Some right. might say D-Rose. That, that, that's right. Some, that's... Rob, some might say, and I think there's an argument for this, Steph Curry. Now, it's yeah. not high-flying dunks and stuff, but just the distance he shot the ball with. He does have a tremendous handle, one of the but, best we've seen. He can finish at the rim, and he's, you know, phenomenal shooting the ball. And then somebody might say Kyrie Irving, just for sheer handle and things like that. But I would say, and I'm, I am skewing it. I'm looking at high flying, acrobatic plays, whether they're layups or dunks, dunks over people for a guy that's six two. And so that's what I'm looking at is exciting. Um, that's how I'm defining it. That's subjective. But I do think Rob, um, I think I, I think he's the most exciting player we've seen since Vince Carter entered the league, and I believe 1998. Let me check that out. Yeah, I just think it's 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 such a subjective thing, and you just brought it up when you name people. There are other people who have different flavor, who love to see other things from people. Uh, but he's definitely one of the most exciting uh, to to come around, and. Um, yeah, Vince was ninety eight. Was it ninety eight for Vince? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so definitely, um, he's in that conversation. Everybody has their different flavor and what they. Do you have uh, one? Like, um, Would you say Rose? Oh, Derek Rose was a pretty amazing, and he did finish the job by win. You know, by winning an MVP, Chris. You know what I mean? Like. It was that yeah, kind but of I'm, I'm not even talking no, about No, 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 like, I know. Winning. I know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, that's how well he played. He made a big difference in a mark in the league. It was a shame that he got injured. And you know what I mean? Right. We never got to see uh, D. Rose be that guy. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Derrick Rose, and and not not that John Moran. I I just think he's fresh in our minds. He's something we're seeing today. We saw yesterday. It's easy just to say, boom, it's him because we don't have a playback, Chris, of all the other players and what they were doing at that time. We might have been a little gung ho about them. You know what I mean, or a little more. It's it's always easier to pick the guy you last saw. So I'm I'm gonna say Derrick Rose. Yeah, Rose, Rose. I, I I like I said, I feel strongly about Ja over Rose as far as excitement. Now Rose was exciting. He was far more herky jerky than Ja. Uh, dunked on people. Not I don't think as much as Ja. I don't think he had the hops that, as good of hops as Derrick Rose had. I don't think he had them like Ja. And didn't dunk on guys as much as Ja. And some of that's because he was a two, he's a two-footed jumper. And that can, I mean, Dominique was also a two-footed jumper. So some of the best dunkers ever have been two-footed, Sean Kemp. But I think when you're a smaller guy, you kind of got to gather yourself. You can't, you're not just soaring off one foot over guys like we see Ja do. But um no, nah, Rose was was terribly exciting. There's no doubt about that. And you're right, Rob. It's, it's just unfortunate. It's nice that he still has been able to play in the league and do well. Not and, and Obviously last, not what he used not to be. Not this year, right. But last year with the Knicks, he really had a big comeback and was an important player for them, Chris, off the bench. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's he's with his man, uh, Thibodeau. But let, let's get to Ja in the MVP race. And I'm a voter. Right now, I would have Joel Embiid. And here's one of the big arguments against Ja. As great as he's been, he's in the running. I think Ja Morant, I think DeMar DeRozan, I talked about this last week, Rob. People got to start looking at DeMar DeRozan. I know he's not a name you typically associate with the MVP, but they're the second seed right now. If they finish as the second seed, he continues to play well. And, you know, Philadelphia falls off or Embiid misses some games. Uh, Milwaukee, you know, doesn't climb in the rankings. Um, Golden State, you know, Steph doesn't go on the tear. Like, I, I think his chances are really good. But here's the thing about Ja, and you mentioned it earlier, Rob. Their record with him is 32-18. and 18. Okay, and I'm gonna guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. They're uh, ten and four, eleven and two. Okay, (laughs) right. And here's the other thing, Rob. They started the season with a healthy Ja, nine and ten. Ja got hurt, and they they went went eleven. They went ten and two. Right, because you remember they had one ten and like was like right, ten in a row. and that's when the fan was like when Ja first came back, and the fan was like, "Oh, stay, stay away," and you know, Ja right. commented on it in the press conference. Obviously, that fan was wrong, but but that's where it all stemmed from, and they've been able to win with Ja since then. But that to me, that's a big thing. Thirty-two and eight. So the record is worse. It's a smaller sample size, obviously, without him, but their record with him is worse than their record without him. And I'm going to say this, very, Rob. very weird. I mean, very weird. And, Chris, I think you would only – go ahead. Don't, don't lose your train of thought. But I think you only hold it against him if there was some – if it's a close race. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you can yeah. make the case 
that say with Embiid and without Embiid, the Sixers without Embiid were one and nine. Do you, do you see what I'm right. saying? Like right. that would work in his favor. Yeah, if it's compared right. to if John, it's close, if it's close, if point. it's close. Yep. And I remember when Steve Nash won his first MVP. Uh, Steve Nash again, a guy nobody thought of as a freaking MVP candidate. Dallas didn't even go all that hard to re-sign him as a free agent. The view was that he was on the decline. His last year in Dallas wasn't all that great. And then he goes to Phoenix with Mike D'Antoni. With the right and the rest system and players, and, and he won back-to-back. Well, and the thing that really made me begin looking at him is, man, and I voted for him, uh, this guy's MVP was, you remember, he went to Phoenix. They played tremendously. Record was off the chain. Won like His numbers games. were great, but but beyond that, it was Amari's numbers were fantastic. Joe John, I, I think Joe Johnson was there. Sean Marion's numbers were like you didn't necessarily know how much of it was Nash. Obviously, a big part of it, but was it more Amari and Marion or what? And then Nash got hurt. If I remember correctly, he sat out like five games, and they went in the tank. Right. Like, not only did they lose, but they weren't, they went from scoring like 107 points, which at that time was a lot, to like 85 or something. Like, it just, wow. everything shifted. And that's what made me say, this dude is the reason they've, you know, gone into the stratosphere. So, I, with Ja, it's the opposite. And so, I'm not saying he can't win the MVP or he's, you know, disqualified because of that. But, Rob, as you said, if it's close, it, and it is close. That's and the Joel problem. Embiid, right. yeah. I, now, look, maybe Embiid's numbers, I mean, the first two games were terrific, but maybe do his numbers really decline if when Harden's there? I mean, we'll see. But we'll see. And, and right also now, we have to see them. I think he's a front runner. Yeah, and we'll have to see them against some other competition, see what happens then. You know, even uh, – uh, Kerry Kittle said in the postseason they're going to change that around. They oh will yeah, not the postseason, let, right? Right. They will. I, I know that doesn't count for the MVP, right. but I'm saying as we go forward or get closer to it. So we'll see. But but I think Ja only gets hurt if it's a close race. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's time for Celebrity Corner. <laughs> God. Time now for the Odd Couple Celebrity Corner. All right, this guy has been in some of my favorite movies. The Temptations, yes. The Five Heartbeats, Above the Rim, Waiting to Exhale, Little Richard, Cool Runnings. We could go on and on. The Wiz. Has a new oh, no, movie he wasn't coming the out. Wiz. A new movie coming out tomorrow. Hits theaters. Check it out. It's also got Bruce Willis, Kevin Dillon, and Frank Grillo, that's an awesome lineup. It's called A Day to Die. And we welcome in our man, Leon. What's up, brother? Yo, How are you, man? Leon, what up? What's going on? I'm going on. I'm here. I'm alive. <laughs> I'm well. Well, we look, yeah, hey. you're saying that because he's a New Yorker. He's a Knicks fan, so you know we got to ask him about his week. Well, Knicks. wait a minute. Well, well, last year he was uh, riding high, if I remember correctly, and things have turned quickly in the Big Apple. Quickly. Right, Leon? And I, quickly. I, I, I want to – we're going to get in because the bathroom. I, I do want to ask talk. you quickly about your movie. Tell us okay. about the movie – we're going to get into basketball, but tell us about the movie. Like you said, it hits 
It hits theaters tomorrow. Um, it looks well, no, like it, it looks theaters, like it's going to be really good. Theaters. It's theaters Friday the fourth. Friday, okay, okay. Yeah. Right, the, 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 New, the New York screening um, is um, tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Usually the big movies start on a Friday night, date night. But go ahead, Bruce Willis, yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's an urban action drama directed by a young up and coming um, black African uh, American, obviously um, um, director, action director, which there are very few of. So you know, right. I want this. I want this. The reason why I did this movie, I wanted to drive with this um, director named Wes Miller, and I think he's going to be doing great things. And um, yeah, the movie is about a um, a parole officer who accidentally um, kills um, a drug syndicate leader's man, and um, drug syndicate leader decides that he owes him reparations. <laughs> about two million, dollars, and he gives him about oh. twelve hours to get it to him. Now, oh, now wow. help me okay. with this that in an action good. film. I know Bruce Willis has been around for a while, but how does he maneuver the wheelchair around in this picture? <laughs> uh, no wheelchair, but no, 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 no. Bruce is no. Bruce is in great shape. No, I'm just playing. Man. I'm just he's just yeah. been in so many movies for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, right, without let, a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. That's a lot of tech. Hoop. That's a lot of tech. Oh no, yeah. he's been in everything. He's been in everything. Let's get to the hoop, and I want to ask you about stuff around the league. But I can't let you go without saying something about your Knicks, man. Come, when are the Knicks ever going to get it together, really? Look, in order for them to get it together, they must stick to a plan, you know. And and the fact of the matter is, they went off that plan this year. They had a good team last year, but that team team was predicated on defense. Okay, then they wound up giving. Um, Coach Thibodeau, not the kind of team that he can have and play that kind of style that he likes. True. It was a strong defensive team. So for me, they, they basically, if they had a system, if they were moving the right direction, they went the wrong way. They took a wrong turn. you got to build on what you have. You have a strong defensive team. Don't bring anyone in there that can't add to that strong defense. But, but wait a minute, Leon. you got to admit, too, that that uh, Julius Randle is not the same player. Last year, he surprised everybody, had a tremendous season. This year, he's not even close. They're mm-hmm. not going to uh, – teams are not going to let him beat them. So he's cha- well, he, he's been well, – he's, he's changed, hasn't he? Oh, well, no, without a doubt. But, and what happened is, um, you know, the Atlanta Hawks exposed him. Right. And, everyone, and so everyone saw that, and they just followed the blueprint. So, you know, in order, unless he, he figures out a way to do something different – you know, like work on the right hand, um, <laughs> right. and and you know, and just make the right decisions. I mean, you know, really, what comes down to Knicks, why the Knicks lose is down the stretch they make the wrong decisions. And look, and, Randall and, is what he is too. I mean, but last I, year, look, Chris, I he was more, he, he was, was great last team year. All NBA, he right. was great. He was great. But that was an aberration. He's not like one of the top fifteen, twenty players in the league. No, and this no is, way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, well, no, but, but not, me, not this, no. Last year he was. Last year he was. I had him. Yeah. I voted him on my second team. I think I had him second. He team. deserved he made it. second. I had second or third. But let me ask you: Are you one of those New Yorkers that's holding out hope about getting Zion? Obviously, there's issues with him in New Orleans. Can I ask you a question? That's a no. Why (laughs) would the hell would I want Zion? Well, it seems like all of New York is just holding his breath, hoping that they can get Zion. I hear you. Because I don't know when dude going to play. Okay, so check this out, all right? 
when he was drafted, and then it was the Zion sweepstakes, right? I kept telling everyone, everyone now tapped me on the back. I said, listen, I, would, I wouldn't take Zion. I'd take Jabba Rand. He's wow. NBA right now. Zion has the kind of game in which I don't know he's going to be healthy a lot. This but when he, but Leon, when he plays, he's put up tremendous numbers. They didn't win. Okay. <laughs> numbers and the numbers and don't Jai matter if they winning. don't equate the wings. Ja is okay. winning. Ja okay, is winning. so do you, you have Ja? I, I, Leon, I, I want your opinion on this. I think Ja is the most ex- – and this isn't based on last night. I mean, obviously he was great last night, but I, I've been saying this for now weeks, if not months. To, he's the most exciting player to enter the league – since Vince Carter in 1998. Okay, so now, this is what I have to say. Um, I wouldn't say that he's the most exciting player to enter the league because when you say that, that usually implies the person, when he entered the league, he was exciting right off the bat. He just, like, you know, right off the bat. Okay. I mean, I would say a couple players in the last two years that were a little bit more exciting in their rookie year than he was, although he was rookie of the year. He has become box office. That's where okay. he has become he, the most exciting. He was good. Saying that. He was right. good off the bat. That's why he won rookie of the year. He was good off the bat. But he's become exciting. Leon, let me ask you about the Lakers. And a lot of people didn't think it was going to work. Chris and I were skeptical of uh, Westbrook fitting, and then, you know, the older team, they have the oldest team in the league, and they've struggled to defend. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. It's it's worse than we could have even imagined. But the other night they got drilled by the Pelicans, and, you you know, you're a big-time actor. You're sitting, sitting in the good seats down close. Did you see the players go after fans, and, and, you know, verbally and tell them that they don't know basketball and whatnot. Did you see all that? And what do you make of that when players are mad at fans because they got booed and turn on the crowd? Let me tell you something. You know, losing brings on all types of behavior, usually bad. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, you're frustrated. And when you're frustrated and you have someone saying something to you, look, when you're winning, when LeBron is winning, you can't say nothing to LeBron. You can't say a damn thing that would affect him in any way, shape, or form. Am I correct? Yeah, but fans have a right to boo, though. They pay their good money, right? If you're dissatisfied, yeah. No, they, yep. Listen, they, can do, they, they definitely can boo. They definitely can boo, and you have to take it. You know, you just got to go out there and take it if you're not giving them that product. Look, the Lakers situation is this. I, I personally, when you say it wasn't going to work, well, I could see maybe it not working, but me not working with the Lakers means they won't win a championship. None of us right. had any idea they would maybe make the playoffs. Right, right. No, I agree with that. I don't think we didn't this say they wouldn't make the playoffs. Right. Yeah, as bad as it has been, I agree with you that we couldn't see this, but we didn't see them gelling and, and coming out of the West and winning a championship. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the good things about being in New York, I, I don't think enough New Yorkers take advantage of it. But I tell Knicks fans, look, you got the Nets right there. You don't even have to ch- leave the city, and you could become a Nets fan. I mean, they Chris, came into Chris, your you're backyard. Being, you're being naive. No, I, the, I, well, no yes, I'm not. Fans I know don't most New Yorkers don't do it. 
Yeah, they but don't they, they are a team that came to New York. They got all awesome players. So let me just ask you this. Yeah, <laughs> The net, the, no, yeah, the no, Nets but, have oh, to get no, fans yeah. from somewhere. But listen, hope this is what I want to say something. The Nets, you're talking about the same Nets that have just lost 12 out of 14 games. That that Nets? Oh, so you now you down on the Nets? It's injuries, listen, I, you know what that. I'm saying is this. What I'm saying is this. You talk about an awesome team with great players and everything else. Okay, well, if they were that, maybe they would lure me over. But they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so hold up. All right. So give me your give me your what you foresee. I've, it looks like Kyrie's gonna be able to play home games in a few weeks, we think. Kevin no, Durant why, why, is why, supposed to get wait, wait, back. Did you, did you so see what, announcement? Did you see today's announcement? Well, I, that he's not doing it just for Kyrie and they're not doing he's it not, soon, right? Not, right, he's not gonna do it because it sends a bad message to people. Right, well, just for Kyrie, but it does still seem like they may do it in a few weeks once they get all the science, right? That's what he's waiting for. Yeah, well, what's it? So, let, know, me, well, let me – let's I assume so. – let's assume they get Kyrie back and Durant. What do you see – do you think they're going to be dangerous, have a chance to get to the finals? Oh, well, I, I think they definitely have a chance with those two guys healthy. And, and But, you know, the problem you have to have is in order for them to win – in the playoffs, the team has to gel. Those guys haven't even played together. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a team I don't know what's going on with Ben. Yeah, no all-star team is going to beat a, a team that gels. So what I'm saying is that they got to play games together. They got to get on the floor together. Right. No doubt. All right, that's our man, Leon. We I wish we had more time, man, because I know how yeah. much you love basketball. We'll, we'll do, get you we'll on do it again. again. And good luck sure. with the movie, and, Leon. Yeah, I can't wait to go see it. I'm going to take my wife. They, Thank you very much. Yeah, a day to die in theaters and VOD this Friday on the fourth, and more importantly, yeah, when are you guys gonna have people in the studio again? When are we gonna like get we, together? Hey, we're not even in the studio. I know we, are, we <laughs> haven't been in the we haven't been in the studio for two years. Crazy, right? And can so, I ask you something? How do you feel about that? I gotta admit, I ain't mad about it. Yeah, it's, just, it's not the same I, when you're in the when you're in the same room. Chris and I did the it's Super Bowl together. It's definitely better. Yeah, yeah. When you're in the same room, you know that doing radio, you can play it's off little, each other. Yeah, you know, it's a, little, it's a little easier. Yeah, I'm just saying, guys, can you at least step it up to some like to Zoom or something like that? Well, we do YouTube. We're yeah, on yeah. YouTube. We're on YouTube, so we yeah. see each other. Oh, oh, we do oh, do that. Oh, 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 I see what it is. I'm not camera ready. I, I'm not. I'm not big enough to be on <laughs> yeah, the YouTube we're not, channel. We're not there I'm, yet, right? You're, we're we not didn't there want yet. you making us look bad, man, by putting well, exactly. you on here yeah, with I'm, us. I'm, I'm only here for voiceovers and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's all. right. That's all, right? <laughs> hey, that's a lucrative business. Go do some cartoons and movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who are you telling? Who are you telling? Uh, I know. That, that's our man, Leon. Check him out. A Day to Die in Theaters Friday. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure, man. 